Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> I'm tired. But anyway, we're back. Missing Dario. She's sick. She <laughs> <laughs> shoved that shit right over here. Anyway, she's sick. I'm sick. Y'all probably can hear it. But I have like a sinus issue, though. So I'm not contagious. So don't nobody panic. It's fine. I'm good. And we got three guests in the building. One is returning. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Dre with A back in the building. Hi, Dre. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What's new? Um, nothing right now. Like, the gala's done, which was a good turnout. But uh, for me, I'm chilling for the rest of the year, so don't actually do nothing. Okay. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> Period. All right. Shout out your podcast. Oh, that's why we're single podcast. I am on there. Um, DRA period Tyson. You can find me on IG, wherever else. You know, come to an event, have fun. I do it all. And we have two new guests to the show. Introduce yourselves, please. No. You're first. It's <laughs> a straight line. Well, I I'm Justin. Um, I'm here. With um, my brother, he'll introduce himself next. <laughs> All right, I'm Brandon. Um, here on behalf of uh, Higher Hookah Lounge, new uh, upscale hookah lounge in the city, and on behalf of uh, of my play cafe, since I got the mic, I'm gonna plug it shamelessly. Uh, <laughs> Peapod Play Cafe, but uh, just happy to be out here, ready to to talk about some some stuff. Go higher. Come check us out. Real life stuff. What's the address? The address is 1020 North 4th Street, Columbus, Ohio. I am unsure of the zip code right now, but... 43201. We got it down. It's downtown. It's downtown. It's downtown. Right across the street from uh, Drunch. And Fox in the Snow. Fox in the Snow. Yes. Yep. Great location. We have parking... And it's a great time. You should definitely come check it out. Okay. Um, weekend recap. How was DC? <clears throat> Sorry to DC. It's like I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 I'm just playing. It was cool. You know, I got lit Friday night. Um, Saturday we went to a seafood place. I got chicken because I don't really eat seafood. Judge me if you want. It's fine. Yeah. Getting back into the seafood game. Um. And then we went out that night again. It was really fun. We went to the park. That was a good time. And then the next day we went to see the African American Museum. Um, but it's really big, so we didn't really get to see everything, but we did get to see um, the lower level, which was very, very intriguing and very interesting and educational. So, But it was cool. I had a, a good weekend. Today I've just been chilling, trying to recap and get in the groove of things before work starts tomorrow. My work week starts Tuesdays, so trying to... Trying to get it together. You know, how was your weekend? Mm, I didn't do nothing. I um did a lot of my birthday weekend. So I just pretty much relaxed this entire weekend or tried to at least. Um, birthday weekend was good. The gala was really nice. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was a good time. How was everybody else's weekend? This Any weekend. things? No, nah, I was chilling after the gala. I'll be, as I do even, I'll be burnt out. So actually, I went down to hire Friday and Saturday and just watched the game um, on Saturday a little bit. 
and missed the fight, but you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, my weekend was great. Um, spent the, all of it at Hire. It was a great time, great turnout. Um, we offer events, so we had the OSU game, the um, Jamal Charlo fight. Um, so it was a great time, and the weather was nice for it to be December. So mm-hmm. all smiles. <laughs> Yeah, no, same. <laughs> I'm at Hire every weekend, all weekend, and I was family free, so it was a good weekend. That's good. So today we're going to get into uh, black business and entrepreneurship, but before we get into all of that, I want to talk about some things seen on social media. Uh, first and foremost, rest in peace to Juice World. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually just celebrated his 21st birthday and passed away and to my understanding he's from chicago which is you all's hometown correct yes remember him from homewood flossmore high school School. right down the street from us he was unknown but yeah it's sad to hear for sure especially considering like the way that he passed um yeah died too young yeah yeah it's definitely sad and unfortunate um Honestly, hopefully we can like kind of learn from that experience with the, um, you know, the drugs and the culture we kind of live in. Um, sometimes it seems like it's a cry for help, but no one hears them. So definitely unfortunate prayers for his family. I was not familiar too much with his music. I think just a couple of songs that was on the radio, but it's very tragic. Um, I don't know the details, so I won't get into all of that, but. Take care of yourselves. If y'all listening, please take care of yourselves. Um, next thing, did y'all see this Cardi B offset <laughs> drama? Yes. <laughs> and I want to speak on it because speak. I feel like Cardi B is getting to the point where she's like low-key numb to whatever offset is doing. Like she's so I feel like she's so exhausted like if he if anything happened social media wise of him like being in somebody's DM or whatever she's like y'all it's fine it's whatever like I'm beyond that I'm this I'm that and I'm like but that doesn't make it okay like because everybody was saying how are you gonna get hacked and tweet all the stuff about being gay or whatever but then you're in somebody's DM like and blaming that on being hacked and then she came out with the video like y'all like we just woke up like we're I'm not even worried about it. Like, I'm so did it. I'm like, now you're just becoming numb to, like, all his antics. And I think it's bullshit. And I don't think she believes that he got hacked. I'm sorry. I don't. Sorry to that man. The timeline was weird. Decimated, like, questionable. Just because it was like, he did that. Then as soon as it, like, got posted, like, the picture, it was balls in my face and everything else that he had put up there (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) So it was like... Uh, all right, bro. Like, I don't know if that really happened, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think that um, in that situation, it happens a lot, though. You know what I mean? Like, it comes to a point where both sides, men and women, start to just, it's kind of like that situation of, you going to believe me or them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to that point, it's kind of like, you going to believe that person so much, and then it comes a point where it's like, all right, bro, what you out here doing? Because you got me out here looking like a fool, so... Yeah, that's for real. I don't know if he did it or not. <laughs> yeah, I can't convict him, though. Yeah, you always innocent until proven guilty in my book. I mean, I'm not too familiar with, like, the timeline and stuff, but, I mean, you can only go by somebody's track record. He ain't really got the best track record, but, I mean, 
it seemed like he was trying to like chill out. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, unless old girl can prove otherwise. <laughs> who who was it? That was six nine baby mom. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. that was. Okay. I'm be honest with you, like my uh, <laughs> intel on the situation is very very marginal. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, when these celebrities, I mean, you said he was numb to it. I mean, excuse me, she, she might be numb to it. It's like if she ain't going to leave him, she probably just don't want to waste her time arguing about it. I mean, you just yeah. never know in these situations these days. With It's easy to hack technology. It's easy to hack somebody, Twitter, IG, whatever is on. So, Have y'all ever been hacked? Nah. Nah, nah, I I'm not that. on social media enough to get hacked. Like yeah, nobody yeah. would want to hack. I don't think shit. I'm that. I don't think I'm that important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. What you want to hack me for? <laughs> right. I didn't get hacked, but like as far as like spam being able to post on your page, that's happened to oh, me yeah. like consistently. Like three months ago, it was like two weeks apart. I got like spam on my page like three times. And change then, your password. Yes, and they asked me like three times to change my password, but something got reposted about like 90% off of Ray-Bans. Yeah, yep. I and I didn't that. even see it until I got on there and was like, what the f- That's what Facebook? I didn't post. Like, it took me by surprise. Like, am I not logged in on my page? That was Facebook? No, it was uh, Instagram. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Instagram. And yeah, it happened I, I three times. Facebook happened where everybody be doing a rave. I'm like, bruh. Sex traffickers. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a thing. Okay. okay. Like, no, nah, but. Then there's that. You have? Mm-hmm. Oh. My Facebook what? got hacked in like 2016 or 2017. I know somebody got hacked. Um, I think about it. <laughs> the person for a while, all my stuff was still up, like all my pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, they just started removing my pictures and DMing people, like, "Hey, I miss you." Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I, people who knew me was hitting me up, like, "I think you've been hacked." And I remember I logged out and I just couldn't log back in. It was that quick. Dang. I tried to send Facebook my driver's license all of that so I could get back in my face <laughs> and it didn't work um I was sad because I had a lot of pictures on there just like <laughs> from like family just mm-hmm. yeah, memories yeah, and yeah, I lost all stuff. my pictures mm-hmm. but yeah I've definitely been hacked on Facebook before um moving to Red Table Talk um I refuse to give T.I. any more attention I'm tired of that nigga Why, what, do you, what do you do um, what do you do what do you do what's, time, what's part don't you like the Hyman part yeah I already we talked about, about that on, on the, the show about that's being a good dad ain't it um, no nah, I'm just playing I'm just playing I'm about to say I can't co-sign that one that's crazy I couldn't even that's imagine being in, I couldn't even imagine being what you're talking about? in that situation him like sending his daughter to the doctor to confirm I don't think it was that bad personally nah you, are you serious yeah I mean, I think it's good if you like kind of. I I think like but he, you could educate her. You educate her, but, but that's to the go thing, every he already comes across like as the type of dad that like give his kids game. So if you educate them well enough, like you ain't gotta be putting them through like all of them. <laughs> it's, it's just an invasion of privacy to all me. Right. Like that's so, like going through TSA. But she was okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like this. Like, like I said all, before, she was 16. So you know what I'm saying. We know how it is when you're 16. You live under your parents' roof. You live under your parents' rules. Right, you know, I agree with you. Know what I'm saying. So at that Toxic. point, I just don't agree with huh? the rules. That's okay. But at that Toxic point, you know what I'm saying. Good. You have to, you know, abide by those rules. So even if I was, to, I was looking at it from a different standpoint than probably Ti was. But like, let's say, for example, you were talking about sex trafficking earlier. Something happened, and she may not have ever told him or held it in, whatever else. That could have been the time where it came out. Because let's be real, a lot of people have been traumatized as kids or whatever else, 
and nobody ever knows. So, you know what I'm saying? That could have been that time right there where it came out and he's like, you know, what happened? And then maybe she comes out and tells him at that point. But I'm not saying once she turns 18, y'all let her go. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you in this house, ain't no fucking in this house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at that point, you know what I'm saying? You got to respect <laughs> this man's wishes. So if I'm checking up on it to be like, all right, I mean, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, per se, be the person to be like, all right, well, let me go to the gynecologist ritual and make sure that you ain't doing nothing. Well, that's what I'm but saying. I think he could have done it in a different, different way. way. Yeah, yeah, and then facts, on the Red facts. Table Talk, too, he was trying to say that, like, everybody, everybody took him out of context and, like, he didn't see the big deal or something like that. But the thing is, like, he could have done it a different way and more appropriately, and, like, her mom could have done something. Was, like, her mom could have stepped like, in and, like... That's a mom but I'll say this as well. As my man said earlier, it's his track record. So his track record looked bad already. So it's like he can't really do no right in that situation. No matter how he tried to clean it up, it ain't gonna I mean, it's something right. that he probably should have just kept, like yeah, honestly, kept closed right. closed door between him and his family. I mean, yeah. Yeah. like a lot of times people think that they're trying to help like society, help the culture, help the community by just being too open, and that was just one of them things where, I mean, the, 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 his daughter and, and her mom should have had that intimate moment, and then the mom from being responsible could have just you know communicated with him the results in a sense. I definitely agree he shouldn't have put it out there in the world, though. That's yeah. something that he shouldn't have did just because it probably embarrassed his daughter, for sure. Well, yeah, she yeah. deleted, like, her Instagram and all her social media and stuff and, like, just, like, hasn't been back because that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, women deal with enough, like, as far as their bodies go and, like, even speaking to, like, if you're being taken advantage of or something like that, that's really hard to talk about, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to have your dad, somebody that you're, you know, that you're comforted by or supposed to be comforted by that leads you and it's just like, well, guess what we do? Yeah. You know, to make sure she isn't X, Y, and Z is, like, wrong. So now she's probably dealing with, like, a mental I mean, struggle. let's be fair here. Does he do anything to the sons? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, does he, you know what I mean? Like, what? what's their regiment to make sure they ain't doing nothing out here? Well, that's what I said because he. I know he knows his son. Like, his son openly talks about having sex, and he's, right. like, what, 15 or something? I don't know how old he is. But they're not doing that with him. Like right. he's not taking so. him to the doctor and being like, check to see if he got this, this or this. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, well, here's how to be safe. Boom. Boys will be boys. Yeah, like and oh my god, I hate that term. <laughs> I'm like, that does not give you an excuse to be a piece of shit because <laughs> boys will be boys. That's what I'm saying. That's what he's giving give them. Boys will be boys. No, hell no. Sorry to that boy. <laughs> he's a horrible person. That's all I gotta say. I don't feel like getting into it. You really just like TI, huh? <laughs> I mean, well, we at odds though. <laughs> you said what? Well, we at odds though. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you though, Jerry. I hear you. Yeah. But, um, you know. I mean, it ain't for everybody to agree with. Check the hymen and give yeah. me my results. Like, yeah. I don't care if she was raped. That doesn't. That's not gonna make her feel comfortable if something did happen to her or whatever the case may be. With the example that you use, but he's just a trash individual. Like, <laughs> Dang, so let's hard. Let's start with not cheating on your wife. Let's, let's start there. I mean, I guess, like I said, he got his track record ain't good, so yeah. I, I respect anything. You know what I'm saying? That aspect, you got to run with it. You can say whatever you want, but yeah, Ti, you got to clean that up somehow. That brings me to a question though, because <laughs> we talked about that, and y'all are married, right? Yeah. Well, Dre, Dre's we not. Know you not. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Dre is still single. Um, do y'all go with that whole like? If the man makes the money, then he makes the rules mentality. Be honest. Yes. Okay. Money is leverage. And then 
I mean, if the man is, I mean, I can speak on this because that's how, like, my household is right now. Um, so not that I'm, like, domineering, but, I mean, just keeping it 100. Like, if I'm taking care of the household, uh, then, yeah, like, what I say should go to a certain extent. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm just being, like, a chauvinist, then I would expect some pushback from my wife. But if I'm like, yo, make sure this gets done tomorrow, then it should be done tomorrow. That's just that's just me though. Um, for me, honestly, I mean, we both work. Um, my myself and my wife work. We both work corporate jobs, got good jobs, make good money. But to me, I I kind of like try to be like inclusive because it's like if I'm too dumb, it, it depends on the woman. I think if they like emotional, like they can't handle certain things, then it's like. You got to find, like, happy means to kind of, like, communicate in a way where it's, like, you get your point across, but they don't feel like you're being, like, an asshole towards them or being, like, disrespectful disrespectful or condescending because you make enough money or you don't need their money in a sense. So that's kind of how my household is in a sense. Um, It's kind of like a collective unit. But most times I have to make, like, a firm decision and I just make it and leave it at that in a sense. So... I agree with uh, my brother Brandon um, with his points, and he used a proper term as in being chauvinistic. Like, as long as you're not doing it in that way or that form, then most times women are inclined to listen to you. Because money allows, like, leverage to Brandon's point. And most times, like, if a woman make, like, I don't know, five grand more than you, 20 grand more than you, they going to eventually become disrespectful because they could be like, I don't need you, shit. And that's just realistic, you know what I'm saying? So you do have a lot of leverage. You do have more leverage if you make more money in a sense or make the money in a sense. So I have a question to that. Do y'all think, do y'all think there should be a a rule in the sense of like women can't make more than their husbands? Not at all. (laughs) I I mean, I just think that it's, it just needs to be complimentary. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think the woman should be out here making 200000 a year and then the dude is out here, like, changing tires because he's not motivated and he only right. making, like, 20000 a year. Like, right. that's just a that's just a misbalance. But, yeah, if somebody's making, if the woman's making more, then I feel like the dude should be trying to do what he can, not so much just to make more money, to be, but to be just as effective. To be, like, a hustler or two. Yeah. yeah. I feel that you need somebody that compliments you and somebody that, like, feeds both of y'all's drive yeah yeah i would agree um with that i mean it depends too though like as you move up in life so this like an example would be like tom brady wife make she works like 350 million dollars he make maybe 180 his part is net worth but clearly he can handle and manage his household so that's an extreme example but you might have a, a husband that make 200,000 and his wife make you know, three hundred thousand. I mean, you just never know. But if you making like you know eighty thousand, yo, and your wife making like a hundred and seventy thousand or whatever, then as a man, you 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 shouldn't be like, you should be motivated because you don't want to have to look to your look to your wife to you know pay pay your phone bill, car note, give you some money, go hang with the guys or whatever. <laughs> you know, like a lot of dudes, they they chill, play two K kick it and they wife working a job maybe working two jobs taking care of the kids and stuff so i think it's just the times we live in where like you know men have to you know put themselves around other men to keep them motivated and kind of see how it's done the right way because you got a lot of people being raised by women and they dating women that's raising them so i mean i agree with that i think i think there's a balance too when it comes to the household like but then again i think honestly too it depends on the person kind of how you were saying it depends on the woman like 
somebody that is gonna just kind of let I don't know how to explain it it's it's like if you have an independent woman and an independent man and they come together they have to find out how to be you know like a strong household but like you said if you have somebody that's just kind of like oh I'm just here to mooch off you and like I I want my weekly allowance to go get my Chanel bag and tacos you know and you're like oh but you don't do anything like that's that's where it's wrong I think to me like it shouldn't be like y'all mooching off of each other like type of thing or so you know in a sense it's like almost asking do you feel like there should be like stay-at-home dads in a sense I actually wouldn't I don't think a stay-at-home dad is a problem at all because if you look up their net worth like they Literally, a stay-at-home parent makes a hundred thousand a year. If you were to pay them, oh, gotcha. when it comes to like daycare fees, cooking, mm-hmm. cleaning, taking mm-hmm. them out, bringing them back home, like if you were to pay that person, they would make at least a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that was my question: Do you feel like your wife's contribution to the marriage and to the household is equal to you, even though you make more money, or you're the breadwinner right now at this point? Yeah, yeah. for the, for those reasons, like yeah. it, she takes on a lot that just alleviates my mind so that I can focus on working, being at higher. I mean, even with our other business, like she stepped in more in an operational role. So, yeah, I mean, she filled a lot of gaps of stuff that I was doing that I'm not able to do. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, that's dope. Um, So it was also Red Table Talk where we seen that, what was the percentage of women that, oh no, it was just black women are less likely to be married or marry, especially outside of their race. Would you get married? Do you want to get married? <laughs> Me? <laughs> um, yeah, that's honestly been my goal since like, okay, I'm about to tell a corny story. That's been my goal literally since I was a kid. So my parents split when I was like three, so I never saw a marriage. I never saw a healthy, happy marriage. None of it. To this day, I only know one couple um, that are in their 50s and still, like, loving each other. Like, they call each other, like, hey, babe, like, da, da, da. Like, that's what I want for it to last that long. So when I was a kid, I pictured Lance Cross. <laughs> I didn't know it was, look, look. I didn't know it was him. This sounds so corny, but, like, I just pictured, like, my husband coming in and, like, embracing me and stuff. And I swear to God, it was Lance Cross's face. Because <laughs> when I saw him acting, I was like, that's my husband, y'all. That's my husband. <laughs> so anyway, to wrap that story up, I've always seen like marriage in my future and I want to be married. A lot of the times, like I look to, like sometimes I'll have like little sit downs with myself and I'm like, why? And I look at the biblical reasons um, and then, I don't know, I'm just a sucker. I love love. I do. I absolutely love love. And like for me, that's why I want to be with somebody that when we are 60, we still love each other after kids and stress and the struggles that we're going to go through um but there was a point to that too oh so with me too I've always dated even young I've always dated with the intent like to marry like can I marry that person can I see them being somebody that's ahead of the household that's a good dad a good parent um gonna take care of their stuff and like long term for me I can't just date to date I can't like I'm if I'm taking somebody serious I'm not gonna date to date I just can't so I want to get married it's probably gonna be in forty years, but I'm gonna get there. You know, it's cool. Dre, hey, you gotta go. Oh, um, I gotta go. Yeah, Brandy, oh. you gotta go. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what day of the week it is. <laughs> honestly, no, I, I feel you on that one hundred percent. How does it feel on most days though? Indifferent. Uh, right. On, yeah. Depends on the hour. <laughs> Ask me in the morning. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. Sorry be- to that man. I, de- I definitely right. been there where it's like. I was at a point where I was like, man, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I ain't. What's the point? 
mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in a sense. Um, but I think I do. I think <laughs> at this time it's like um, I'm not dating nobody or anything right now. So for me it's just like trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, I think back to what you were saying, though, how you say a lot more black women aren't getting married. Mm-hmm. I think it's because just our generation now, we're okay with being alone, mm-hmm. with being independent, being by ourselves and being like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one reason why is because we don't depend as much as like they used to back in the day where, you know, the man worked, the woman stayed home, cook, clean, kids, whatever else. Now it's like, I'm good. I don't need you for nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I, I can have you if I want you, but I don't need you for anything. So I think that's just how we are in society. But for me, one day, it'll happen. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think at this point, like, I've created a life for myself that it mm-hmm. would be not a challenge, but a process to bring somebody into that. And I have to learn how you operate. You have to learn how mm-hmm. I operate. And then we coexist together. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you somebody would really have to be in addition to what I already got going on, right. um, in order for me to settle down. I think I'm leaning more towards long term commitment. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one either, but uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I like marriage, the idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of companionship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not a person who wants to date around or deal with multiple people mm-hmm. i like the idea of companionship i'm just not really so on marriage right now yeah, like i just i hear stories of what people go through and it's really a fight to like stick it out in peaks and valleys and all of that and i just mm-hmm. don't know if i have the patience and that's for it. mental bandwidth to deal with that yeah, yeah. i don't know that's, that's real yeah that that's you, definitely real my bad you good but just speaking back to what kim said um I asked that on our podcast, like, who did you see growing up that was, like, in love or married? Like, you don't really see that in the black community. Like, unless your parents are. And, like, even then, it's like, like, my parents, they've been together since high school, but they've been married probably 10 years. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, off and on that whole time. So, like, you just don't see those real people in real life, you know what I mean, that's married and living happily. Yeah, I think it's like twofold though. So this 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 might be a little touchy what I'm about to say, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep it hundred. Like, I think it's like twofold. So yes, you have like you know black women or just like women in general that are pretty self sufficient and um, you know educated. You know they might feel like they don't need someone or they might not be interested in companionship or whatever. But I think also, like, just being honest, like, a lot of black women, or I don't, don't take this wrong, but it's just a reality. Like, sometimes they don't, like, like uh, black men aren't getting married either because sometimes they may feel like the woman don't have nothing to offer. Like, some dudes might have good jobs, good careers. They might not want to take care of this girl who got, you know, three or four kids, couple baby dads, things Hello. of that nature. So, <laughs> Hello. I mean, that's a, also a challenge within our communities <clears throat> as well. And then also... Maybe a girl just don't, maybe like a girl dated a guy and he had a baby mom and then that was a sour situation. So maybe she don't want to date no guys that have kids either. So the way culturally, and then we also live in a hookup culture. So, you know, this hooking up is just glorified where you can kind of like do what you want to do. You don't have to worry about commitment, which you don't have to worry about your feelings being damaged and hurt. You can pretty much net the highest reward without incurring, you know, a high risk as far as being let down, being broken, trying to, you know, have this inclusive relationship with somebody in a sense. And that's something that's not really talked about within our community. Yeah. I don't disagree. I, j- I 
The only thing I would rephrase is, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> is it, it's not it's not a black woman thing. I said, you know, it's, a, it's a it's yeah, a woman yeah, thing. That's why I said women thing. in yeah, general. It's just a thing. Yeah, but she said um, black women. So when you yeah. were saying that, it made me think like you said a lot of women are now self sufficient, whereas it wasn't like that. You know, mm-hmm. previous decades and an, like for me, another thing I think I struggle with is whether or not I would be a good wife. Because when you just said like, if I say it need to be done tomorrow, it better be done tomorrow. I kind of threw up in my mouth like what? And I didn't. Well, like I said, <laughs> not in chauvinistic right, way. I, right, it's in a right. these are these are your responsibilities right. and duties. I got responsibilities and duties. So right, it was a me thing. Like that's uh, that, that's a me thing. That's not a you thing. And it's like I was kind of like what? And I, and I had to listen. You know what I mean? Women don't I ain't always want to let you plate. just. <laughs> <laughs> She's like I ain't making them plate or nothing. Hey, he gotta go make his own food. So that's another thing I struggle with is whether or not I would be good marriage material when it comes to like allowing a man to leave because I grew mm-hmm. up in a household where it was my mom and I'm independent now and I'm doing it on my own so that's mm-hmm. another thing I would have to really like not dumb myself down but take a step back and really allow a man to lead mm-hmm. but then he gotta be a safe space for me in order yeah. to do that so it's just yeah. it's a lot at least you're aware of it though right. a lot and of it people... goes to your point where like you have a clear minded body where it's like if you're gonna be with somebody, they gotta add to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that mindset. Mm-hmm. They just trying to find somebody for comfort or for conformity. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, if you're not with somebody that's adding something to you, it's gonna end up foul at the end of the day. Somebody gonna be bitter, so you better off yeah. just staying single. Well, that's why I think too, it should be it should be a partnership. Like yeah. it shouldn't be like I said, you mooching off of somebody or like cause a lot of people marriage for security they just do mm-hmm. they you know they oh i'm gonna be good now because yeah i got this this and this like oh i see he got it going on so i'm gonna go marry him but like mm-hmm. i'm in the same boat as brandy as far as like the independent side like i would need somebody that's gonna add to that so we can build together type of thing because for me i mean i guess i didn't look at that type of perspective until you said it brandy that is true like i don't i don't need anybody for anything but it really does come back to me like i said for that biblical thing um, and to kind of speak on what you said, as far as like everybody getting comfortable with situationships, they're not seeing reasons to commit. Mm-hmm. You're already living with me. Yep. You already have my kids. You already have this. You already have that. Why would I marry you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we're already married without a paper. Um, but for me, like I said, it, it's deeper than just a marriage license to me. Like it's a partnership with somebody long term and it's biblical for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, the, I've always taken it very seriously. And like you said, Dre, as far as, like not growing up and seeing that I didn't mm-hmm. I saw my dad who after they divorced never had a relationship to this day has never had one for the last 25 years he's just like okay I'm done whatever mm-hmm. my mom on the other hand has gone through relationship through relationship through relationship just constantly getting beat up beat up beat up beat up Perfect. and so mm-hmm. I don't know why I have this ideal image of my head in my head of like love <laughs> but I do like I really see like two people coming together being a partnership and like having this this solid marriage and solid life and not to say that you're not going to have struggle or go through things as everybody does like relationship marriage whatever you're going to go through things and it's going to be hard and it is a process it is an up and down working like struggle that you two just have to get through but I don't know I feel like marriage to me is so deep and like people just think people go into it too thinking oh if it doesn't work out we just divorce you're not supposed to go into a marriage with that mindset. No. Yes, that is an option, but there's reasons, again, biblical, of why you should be divorcing. And people just go, oh, if it don't work out, like, we'll just divorce in here. That's yeah. not, that's, yeah. to me, that's not marriage. That's just you wanting a ring and wanting a paper because 
maybe you see somebody else doing it or maybe you think that's what you're supposed to do but marriage is way deeper than that to me yeah. mm-hmm. I, I was gonna go back and touch on your point Kim as well as Justin and I definitely think that the problem a lot of times is also back to what you were saying as far as you know the sour situations and things like that people need therapy Yep. And that's huge. Like they need to get out of their own mind, their own way and go to therapy to get whole because a lot of people are going into those relationships broken mm-hmm. and they're just tearing down another person. Then that other right. person tries to leave. They go to that next person and they're still messed up. So it's just like, it's just creating that cycle. Yeah. yeah. You got jaded people just dating yeah, jaded just, people. Yeah. Now everybody yeah, hurt. Everybody damaged. So then like you said, you get married. It's like, oh, well, if we get divorced, we get divorced. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's supposed to be that that partnership of, you know what I mean, we're not getting, we'll go to therapy, we'll do this, we'll try whatever we can to make this work before we say, you know what, this ain't where we're supposed to be at. Well, I believe in, like, premarital counseling. Like, a lot of people, like, so when I was dating um, somebody about three years ago, I had mentioned, like, would you ever be open to premarital counseling? And they were like, no. And I was like, uh... I'm about to leave right now then. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, right people, yeah, like, people don't under... P.S. we ain't work out. I'm just saying. But the people don't realize, like, the importance of counseling anyway because when people hear therapy or counseling, like, oh, that means she crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That means you've had mental struggles. Like, people are so scared of therapy and counseling. Like, you haven't had mental struggles like everybody else. So for me, I think premarital counseling is very important. Like yeah. you said, if you're struggling... Go to counseling. Do everything you can before you decide, well, we argued too much, so fuck (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Like, that's again, that's not marriage. That's you going into, oh, we got the ring, we got the family, we got this, we got that. But y'all don't have the the, the foundation, yeah, the solid foundation to be like, let's fight for this. If if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it can't be as simple as, well, we could always divorce and we ain't got to worry about nothing else. Mm, We just, just, you know, co-parent, whatever, whatever. Social media, like, kind of, like, hurts that, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, like back in, like, say, like, the 80s or 90s, whatever, like, I mean, you you wasn't looking at, like, well, I got 10 girls in my inbox or 10 dudes in my inbox, so I'm going to leave him, leave her. So, I mean, it's so much, like, it's temptation and so many, so much access to just pull you away from a person that it makes people not even really want to, like, in a sense, fight for their relationships or marriages because it's, like, People look, People just become like options in a sense. Well, what's jacked up too about that is you see, you see this on those type of things on social media, and you think, oh, she'd be a great girl, and then you get into it, and you're dealing with the same struggles that you had in your last relationship. Because, like you said, you're going into these relationships, yeah. like y'all okay. both are jacked up already mm-hmm. because there's no mental health or anything like that being taken into account. So, like, it may look good because she hits you up every day and tells you how cute you are and compliments you and is in mm-hmm. your phone twenty four seven. But, you know, people don't think about, okay, if I leave so-and-so for her and we get in this relationship, it's going to be the same struggles because you mm-hmm. never fix those struggles. Mm-hmm. You just wanted a quick you wanted a quick fix and you wanted a cute, you know, little thing, whatever. But you re- you're not realizing that you're not fixing those internal deep things that are causing these issues anyway. And then that next person is going to bring those issues on. That's like, to me, I cringe every time I see somebody get out of a relationship and then get right back into one. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst shit ever. Like you just like you just got out of. Give yourself time to heal. Yeah. Like yeah. they've been get, there the whole right. time. Yeah, yeah. that'd be. Honest. But even then, right. it's still like you still gotta yeah, give yourself that time. To, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> to be, be alone, kick it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's like they just get right back into. It. I'd be like, yeah, that ain't gonna work, player. Well, because like, some people <laughs> unfortunately feel like they need a relationship to true. feel whole. And like you said, 
you you can't do that. You can't go into a relationship thinking like this person's gonna fill my other half. Oh yeah. This mm-hmm. person's gonna fill this void. Mm-hmm. No, they're not, and that's not their job to fill that void. Right. They can support <laughs> you and be there for you, but that's not their job to step in and be you. Like yeah. you can't stop mm-hmm. expecting yourself out of other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta not you gotta rehab. take care of you. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your happiness and peace has to come within. Yeah. From within. Yeah, from yourself. And not sure. from a significant you other. You can't rely on nobody for that. Yep. Yeah. Y'all better be on here preaching. <laughs> <laughs> you taking notes over there. <laughs> so my last question is for the guys. Um, I'm going to start with Dre. Okay. <laughs> just because of the way the question was posed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's say you were in a relationship and you and your girl decided to take a break. And I'm believing breaks. I feel you. <laughs> um, let's say she slept with somebody else. Yeah, okay. Would you take her back? No, because I'm believing breaks, first of all. So that, was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like you telling me, like, I'm about to go do this and then we can get back together. You know what I'm saying? But um, but being an adult about it, not being in my own way, um, it would take time. Like, that's something that you can't just say yes or no to because we've been together two years. We had a break. I don't know what happened. could have been a huge fight, whatever else. I could have did some bullshit. And then you slept around. I could have slept around. It's kind of like, all right, we, let's talk about it. Let's try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Is it worth us trying to make this move forward? Because, I mean, people have sex. I can't be mad about you having sex before me. I can be mad if you having sex after me. Now, if it's like you telling me, like, I just need time to work on myself and heal and do all this stuff, and then you go off and have sex with somebody, now we in a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? And like, I ain't taking that ass back. <laughs> yeah, now, now, yeah, now it's over with. It's like, you probably work on yourself, but you out here doing you. I work it on myself, yeah, all right. Yeah, right. Like, you out here really doing you, you know what I'm saying? Now, it, but yeah, if it was a different situation where, like, I did some bullshit and she like, I just need a break, like, you, da 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 I'm still going to be pissed, but it's like, okay, I kind of brought that upon myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I gave you that option to start looking elsewhere. Because I kept doing bullshit, so I gotta take accountability for my actions. But that's the only way. That's the only way. I, and I can't guarantee I'm gonna take you back, but it's a chance. <laughs> you said he might smash. Very small. He might me, smash a few <laughs> times, but he ain't gonna cover. Yeah, I, I might yeah, smash I, you a couple times. Yeah, I ain't yeah, cover. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. <laughs> that's what he's saying. We gotta figure so that it's one a out. no for you. It's a complete no for me, and this is why. Like, first of all, a lot of times women. <laughs> When like so like dudes they can like sleep with a chick and like have like a disconnect with them or whatever, it's a theory but I'm just saying. But some truth in, behind it. Uh, but some truth behind it. A lot of times, a large percentage of the times, women build some type of connection with the dude, and then they sleep with them. So like for me, it's just a it's just a no. Like it's no way I'm gonna look at you the same. Like I'm not gonna respect you probably. Like I mean, even if I get all the details, all the intel about how it happened, why it happened, like, I part, it's just a no for me. So as a married man, you would divorce if your wife cheated on you? Oh, yeah, I'm gone. Okay. fair enough. I'm going to be looking like a goofy around town, strolling around all my kids and some dude <laughs> knock my wife down. No, <laughs> I can't. I'm just keeping it in 100. Like, I, I just can't, like, I just couldn't do it, so I'm out. It depends. Um, like Dre was saying, it, it it all depends. If you're trying to take a break so you can clear your head or whatever, and you then I find out breaks in a marriage now. It happens. <laughs> it's called se- separation. Um, yeah, we ain't gonna even go down that. <laughs> but yeah, you, if you took a break, uh, married or or not, 
it would depend on the the terms and conditions. Yeah. Um, I disagree with what he's saying about the whole like men smashing and it just be physical and women smash. Like some women just they just want yeah, sex. Some, yeah, some yeah. Uh, so it ain't like all of them is out here when they sleeping with somebody they got this like soul tie with them or whatever. And I think that can definitely develop over time if you keep smashing them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean if if my wife we separated. <laughs> She slept with a dude. You just got to give me the details. Like, explain the details and then why did why do we even separate in the first place? If what details just, do you want? I just need to know, like, I the background. What, I, need, I just need the background. You work like, with him. Like, how what, you, what's right. going on? Yeah. yeah, like, how'd you meet him? That should sound like a lifetime he, movie he going down on you. Yeah. Y'all, had, y'all was going on dates and stuff. This is a dude from the past. The yeah. That's why I said you, you want the, you want the intel. You just got to be woman enough to give me that intel. Just like if it was on the if the shoe was on the other foot, and she came to me, I you just got to man up to it, like, cause it'll all come out in the end. Don't man. matter. Fair enough. Uh-uh. Personally, <laughs> for me, it's over with. I'm Dunzo. with Dre. I'm with Dre. If uh, we are okay, here's the thing. Again, I date with intent. So if I'm dating you, nice. I know like. For me, I'm seeing long-term with you. So if you come to me as a man and you're honest and you tell me you need time for you to get your shit together, cool. Like, And you're tell- openly telling me you're not seeing nobody else, Thanks, you this, that, and the other. Cool. Like, I'm going to give you that space. I'm going to give you your time. But let me fucking find out. Let me find out. CCW going to kick in. Let me find out. If I find out you slept with somebody, if I find out you fucking dating somebody, for me, I'm, it's weird with the flirting part because, like, a lot of the times people, first of all, fl- flirting isn't okay in a relationship anyway. We already talked about that. But if you're on your little break and you make a sly comment, okay, but let me find out you're fucking her, you're going on dates with her, we're done, period. Don't come my way for shit. We are done. That cheating shit to me, break or not, you clearly entertaining somebody else and you feeding me lies because you have some shit going on, we're done, point blank, period. And then I agree with Dre. I don't believe in breaks if it's the break in the sense of, like, I want to do me. Don't come back to me if you're out here to do you. Nope, because I'm not going to be standing around if you're out here doing you. I'm not. If it's a mental thing where you got to get your shit together, I will be behind you to support you through that. But the minute I fucking find out, bitch. <laughs> Somebody sorry to that man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to support your, again, we talk about mental health. Yeah. I'm here to support the shit you got to do to get you right and get your shit together. But if there is any other chick involved and I find out, <laughs> baby boy, don't come back because you ain't go coming both, back. Do that go both ways, though? Hell yeah, I wouldn't be mad if he looked at me and was like, girl, you lied. You said you was this, that, and the other, and I just had to take that L. Like, it would hurt, and I'd be in my but damn feelings. what if feelings. it was just all honesty? What if it was like, okay, you on a break, and... I mean, the thing about it is, like, when you interact with people, it's just, it's energies, and energies attract. So let's say you just get swooped up into something. Me? And you or him, you <laughs> yeah. got swooped you up into something. You got to keep on living. You only 24. Like, right. You got to live a little longer. <laughs> you got to live a little longer. <laughs> so, yeah, a little energy, whatever happens, and uh, and you just go back and keep it 100. Or he come to you and be like, listen, like, next day, same day, whenever, like, immediately be like, listen, like, I know, like I said, what it was going to be, but this is what happened. Like, I'm keeping it 100. Because that's the issue is, like, people get mad about it because they're not honest about it. That's true. So, for me, like I said, I don't, human. I don't, if you're honest with me, I can't be mad, but I'm still not, I'm still not fucking with it. I'm sorry. I'm not. Because, just because, 
I'm not upset or I accept your honesty or you being real with me, you going to go do it again? That's not what I said. I'm just saying being real. Like, I don't mind being in. real, but I'm I'm be real on my side. I am not I'm not fucking with it. If that's what you wanted to do, y- y'all have fun. Y'all have fun. So and then if, if it was it. me yeah. and I did it, I couldn't be mad at him if he literally was like, "Oh, damn." Like you couldn't be, but then it's like, well, then where's the where's the grace for the other person if you really like rocking with them like but, that? Okay, if you rocking with me, then why are your little energy connections that deep that y'all got to go fuck each other? Because human nature. It's, yeah. Then bye. <laughs> the fuck? Have you ever cheated on a guy before? I have not. You ever, so you had, have you ever talked to a dude? Kind of like talked no. to like so you have one dude when you with that dude you don't talk to no yes. other dudes no I nothing. I promise. I promise. Honest to God. Like I and this is the dumb part that I seen a tweet and I was like this tweet is me when you're loyal to somebody that don't don't even know like in the sense of like I'm loyal to people like even in a little fake ass talking stage or whatever it calls and apparently some oh. people and see some people go oh well talking's <laughs> for multiple different. people and I was like that's dating oh well that's because for me yeah, that's what I'm is. talking to you to get to know like for us for me to, I must have fucked up the term talking when I was when it came out because mm-hmm. to me that's mm-hmm. not what talking was. Talking was y'all two are fucking with each other only to see how it's gonna be when y'all date. And people are like, oh no, nah, that's not what talking is. Talking nah. is, talking is, is like multiple like dating. Figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, it yeah out. and I didn't know that. You I didn't know that. So if I'm taking right. somebody serious, this is so like this is so wrong, but I'm I'm gonna be real. If I'm taking somebody serious, like I'm committed to them only. Like once I've made that commitment of like, oh, I really want to take this person serious. And they're messing with other people. If I find that out, that's definitely going to turn me off. It's the same thing as, like, the break. Like, if I find out she was messing with somebody, whatever, I'm gone. But, like, that's honestly, again, why it's hard for me to date in this generation anyway. Because it's, like, everybody's comfortable in their situationships. Everybody's comfortable casually dating. Like, they don't want to commit. So I'm, like, well, I guess I'm going to just, I'll be over here. If you was married with, and, and, and it happened, would you just get a divorce? Would you go to counseling? Would you go to I would therapy? Go to, if I was married, I'd go to counseling. So you wouldn't just throw it away? No. You would give it up? No. I mean, you like, wouldn't. Yeah. Like gotcha. I said, marriage is deep to me, and it's a partnership, and it's a commitment, and y'all said those vows, meant those vows. You literally looked at this person to spend a lifetime with them and create a family. If it's a marriage, I will go to counseling. If the shit happened twice or the shit don't work out in counseling, see ya. Because, again, biblical, that's, that's, that's a reason to divorce. Yeah, biblical. That's, that's a reason to kick rocks. To go. Yeah. But for me, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna see when I'm married in forty years. Forty years or four years. Forty. Four zero. You ain't gonna be late. Don't push it out that far. Now. Dang, you gonna be dating? I'm just forever. playing, y'all. I'm just saying forty years because, like, I don't know when that'll be for me. God's plan. Yeah. Could Randy, be where your answer is that you hiding? We're right. hiding in the room. <laughs> Slap that mic on. Right. Yeah. You gotta answer all the questions. You hide in the background. I'm moderating. Um. <laughs> I don't believe it breaks, so if you need a break, you can enjoy it. Get a Kit Kat. No, I don't really believe in breaks, but I do think that you got to consider all things if something like that happens. Unpopular opinion. Um, shit happens. You know what I mean? Like... Especially in a marriage. Probably in a relationship, it's like, cool, I can walk away. You know? I ain't got no ties to you. You ain't got no ties to me. Whatever. In a marriage, though, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, I think you... No one should ever cheat. That's wrong. There's no excuse for it. But I think if you dig deeper 
both parties can look at things and be like, I can see where we went wrong. And to your point, I think that grace is a big thing. Um, again, it's not, I'm not saying it's right, but if we're in a marriage, we agreed to do this good, bad, or indifferent. If it can be worked out, work it out. Um, I do think honesty is the best policy, um, whether it's in a relationship or a marriage. If you, I, cheating is tricky because I feel like you know when you about to step out. It ain't no shit that just catch you off guard. You know when you texting the nigga and I'll be the first one to say, yes, I've been in a relationship and I've cheated. I knew what I was doing when I started texting a nigga. I knew what I was doing. I gave him my number. I knew what I was doing when I cheated. I knew what I was doing when I wasn't truthful about it after I did it. So I I don't believe that whole you just get caught up in some shit. No, you make conscious <laughs> decisions to go and step out on somebody. Um, And I think you got to take whatever consequence comes with that. Did it, your dude find out the dude you was in a relationship with? No. No, I don't think so. He just did. Um, Oh, shit, my bad. No, I don't think so. Um, So, yeah, I think you just, you have to be honest about it. And I think if you do decide to work it out with somebody, it's a two-part thing. Like, I take you back, but then I also have to forgive you. Like, I can't hold you to that if Mm -hmm. I made a decision to take you back. Um, And then that person also has to put in the effort and the work to show me that they're trying to do something different. So it's situational for yeah, me. It's very subjective. Yeah. Um, all right, moving along. We done went through all of the <laughs> hot button topics. I wanted to get into business and entrepreneurship. Um, as you guys mentioned before, you are black business owners. And I wanted to get a little bit of your backstory. Um, what made you guys decide to open up a hookah spot in a great place in the city, um, prime real estate area? Kudos to you guys for that. Um, yeah, so what, how did that decision come about? Oh, we just woke up one day. <laughs> Justin, uh, why are you always we, so shy? It ain't, it's, it's not about being shy. I just look like, you know, that's my older brother. So, you know, at least respect, it's respect. just a respect thing. So he might want, he might have a different, you know, angle he want to take on it or say something first. So I just look, but um, honestly, it's um, we're from Chicago. Um, and like, so hookah is a nightlife alternative there. And so we, um, when we go back, a lot of times we go to the hookah lounge, you know, we don't always want to go out, out, you know, you can still look nice, be jiggy, whatever. Um, it's something that we always talked about. And then the opportunity presented itself. Um, and we went ahead and, um, you know, took that leap of faith. And so I'll let, um, Brandon dive a little bit more into that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've been doing like entrepreneurial things since we was young, like mowing grass, shoveling snow, cleaning people house, moving furniture, like just had a hustler's mentality. Um, but then we got like, I don't want to say caught up, but yeah, caught up in the whole like corporate right. lifestyle. So went to school, got our degrees, started climbing a corporate ladder. And for me, it was just like, it just started to become a waste of time because I wasn't utilizing like certain skill sets that I knew that I had. Um, so yeah, we like was kind of just sitting around one day. This was like maybe four or five years ago. Um, and was just like, man, we should open a hookah lounge mm-hmm. one day. And um, kind of referencing like Chicago, mm-hmm. larger cities like Atlanta, Miami, mm-hmm. Vegas, like they had 
hookah lounges that was more like upscale mm. where you can't go out, like you said, get jiggy and just be there the whole night. Right. You ain't got to go to the club bumping into people or having to rent out a section mm. or whatever mm. the case is. So, uh, yeah, that happened five years ago. We just talked about mm. it. And then fast forward, um, like I had bought a business a year and a half ago to play cafe. So I wasn't really thinking about opening nothing else in Man, I was just online just looking at businesses for sale and seeing this hookah lounge for sale. And I'm like, where? And the price and the location. And I I hit them up immediately like, bro, we got to do this. Like, mm-hmm. And we ain't even hash out a lot of the details. It was just like, because there was already, already that trust, that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. trust. Yes. Like, not even just the family trust, because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they was kind of scared for us. Like, oh, you about to open a business with your brother? Like, oh, don't go into business with family. That's, <laughs> right. the, that's a wrong move. And I'm like... You know, we didn't already been through it. So, yeah, saw saw it for sale. And it was like we met with the guy the same day and was like, man, we just going all in for it. Like, that's just how much we believed right, in it. Right. Um, and it had been like praying about right. it and just really, like I said, this is five years in the right. making. Like, and it happened at a time where it was only like God could have orchestrated right. that. We wasn't like trying to put money together and stuff. It was like, yeah. Okay, damn, we just put an offering for this shit. We got to get this money together. <laughs> yeah, right. We was going to get the bread. Yeah. Like, but it just worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really all glory to God. But that's that's how we got into it. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. So, Dre, um, yeah. Hey. Would you would you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I do everything. Advanced? Yes, I literally Jack do everything. I got some stuff in the works right now. I'm uh in class right now, taking it for a small business, um, with through Columbus State, but um. Literally, I have my own LLC, so I do Dre Tyson Presents LLC on my own events. Um, like I said, the gala was towards charity. But I think I kind of found my purpose in life at this point. And um, I'm just a connector at this point. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So kind of how these guys, literally someone was just like, yeah, they opened up a, a black-owned hookah spot. I got to meet them. You know what I'm saying? So literally, I met them. We just hit it off, started talking. Literally, I was like, okay, started doing throwing events his way. Then you came up. I was like, oh, he's like, I want to do a um, get on the radio podcast, anything. I'm like, let me text my homegirl. Boom, text you. Thanks for replying, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, text replying. you. Boom, got you together. Like, so it's like, I just noticed like that's what I'm. You know, what I'm saying my let me what I'm here for. Yeah, it's to help people get where they need to be as well as myself. So, yeah. um, I just been doing. I'm saying a lot of. I'm not gonna say charity work, but like a lot of things for free. But yeah. it's like I know it's gonna get me to where I need to be. I mean, these guys have been great to me. I mean, anytime I go in there, it's always love. Um, I'm definitely gonna do an event there soon. May do um the event we do. I can't even think of it. Oh, tribute. No, no. Huh? The event, the relationship event. I can't think of it right now. The relationship event. You oh, 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 um, well, it's been different names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. There yeah. we go. Yeah, we, okay. so we may do. I'm just saying there. Um, definitely That's talked about. Look. Huh? That's a good look. Yeah, definitely talked about doing our podcast. Might be another live podcast in there. So, I mean, it's a lot of things that are just coming up that 2020 is going to have for us. Yeah. So, what are some struggles we all face oh, God. in this whole Black business entrepreneurship vein. Being black. <laughs> Discounts. Yo. I mean, free ninety nine. Discounts yeah, free half yeah. off. Yes, talk I mean, about it. Let's yes. talk about it. So man, I struggle. Like I've I've started 
a podcast recording business, basically mobile <coughs> recording or whatever the case may be. And I really struggle with pricing because mm-hmm. I have this thing where I feel like I don't want to overcharge, but I want to charge what I'm worth. Mm. Um, it's so funny because the other night we went to hire hookah and just having a good time. And I walked out and forgot to pay. I'm not even going to lie. I felt so bad. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, so I didn't hit you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll wait till in the morning. I was like, yo, I forgot to pay. I think my homegirls already left. Just let me know how much it is. And now cash app. I do not understand for the life of me why people think that you're supposed to get something free because mm-hmm. y'all, are free. y'all cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not doing that. No. Like, I got bills. I mean, it's the same thing that you said, though. Like, so I I do fitness training, and it's the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to charge too much, mm-hmm. but I also want to cover my time. But at the same time, I don't want to short myself. And I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. And even with my – so I do fashion styling, too. And that, for me, I still can't get pricing right. I still can't because I don't know what's appropriate because I look at other stylists, and I'm like, is that is that normal? You know, it's it's hard to determine what pricing is and what pricing isn't. But I, I gave somebody a lowdown, and this is another thing. I gave them, like, a rundown of, like, here's what I do. Like, I put a lot of work into it behind it. And she was all intrigued, all ready for it until I gave her the pricing. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking over, like, a week. Like, oh, she's all excited, whatever, whatever. I gave her the pricing, what it was going to be. And she goes, okay, well, I'll just let you know if I need your services. Never heard from her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because she was expecting it to either be free mm-hmm. or... Another people, another reason people do that, they short you based off of experience. Yeah. Oh, you've only been doing this for X, Y, and Z, so why would I pay you? Because I'm good yeah. at it. Well, that's the thing. You can't even tell people that. Like, yeah. your experience level. No, I'm yeah. here. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the job will speak for I itself. Mm. Um, I was talking to my homegirl, and she's an attorney. Uh, just called Jalen. Short plug. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you know, you... You really have to charge your worth because people will shortchange you. Mm-hmm. They will. And I'm learning now that, like, my business isn't for people who can't afford it. If you can't yeah. afford it, then your business mm-hmm. just isn't. It's just yeah. not for me. We just mm-hmm. we just can't connect. Um, do you guys experience that, like, people coming in or just it, whatever the case may be where people are like, let me get into the, the event free or, oh, you yeah. know, whatever oh, the case all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What? Go. Oh. <laughs> so, so I do, I'll tell you everything, literally events. Photography, I sell beef jerky. Like I really do, like from the outlet. everything, like everything. So, like yeah, I get that all the time. Like you know, people are like, oh, well, can you take pictures? And I'll be like, sometimes I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm trying to build my, you know, my catalog and stuff. So I'm like, all right, sometimes cool. Then other time I'm like, nah, like it costs. Like this camera's six hundred dollars. This right. lens two fifty. This, you know, what I'm saying like I have to pay for that. Yeah. Um, events, it's always like, bruh, I don't care. Like, you my homie, you whatever, but I don't care because this is my money. Right. right. I put up $1,000 for this, you know, for this venue. Mm-hmm. So if it don't go, guess what? I'm losing money. You going to give me money if it don't go? Right. right. No. So I'm like, I don't care. Like, get a ticket. Yeah. Right. And that's for everybody. Cause, and I usually try to do something on the front end, early bird or whatever. So I send that to my friends first. Right. Like, yo, grab y'all tickets, you know what I'm saying, while they're $10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know what I'm saying, you can't complain when you don't get your ticket and then they're 25 and you like, Wow. Yeah, like what's up like yeah. you had three months to get your ticket bro I'm like no I'm not getting no discount so yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, it so Brandy don't worry about that hookah <laughs> or whatever I mean it's in it's all good I mean sometimes you just like things have to happen organic so it's like you know like 
it's not like you come in there like, yo, let me get a free hookah and a free water and all that. Like, it was an honest mistake. It happened. Like, we're here on your podcast. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, we trading goods in a sense. So, I mean, I never had an issue with it or whatever. It is what it is. Um, Y'all got to catch people on the front end, though. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 We we had a long discussion. Before we opened about, like, making people pay up front. But, like... You, so you both spoke on everyone spoke on the cost of like business and knowing they worth. So I think like for for me and D- Brendan might be um, inclined to agree with this. Like we both like have business degrees. So I have a degree in economics. So I understand price point. I understand market equilibrium. I understand producer surplus, supplier surplus. Like I understand it like graphically, numberly everything. So. I think like uh, and then Brandon has a he has his degree he's he's a CPA so he understands you know numbers as well so that's just a, a fortunate thing for us we like people you know they want like oh I've been in here three times or whatever like if we're gonna give you a discount we'll do it like naturally you know what I'm saying it's yeah. just energy it's just like it, it has mm-hmm. to be organic mm-hmm. um, we've already figured out that we our price point is like kind of unique in a sense in a sense because. We offering a high scale, a higher scale, you know, hookah lounge and experience and everything. But our price point, like we don't overcharge for natural coals. We don't even charge for them. Actually, mm-hmm. we provide them. We don't charge you for the disposable hoses. So it's like once you start breaking that down, or if you're a person that's like understand hookah pricing in a sense, then you know that when you come into higher hookah lounge, that you're not being overcharged. You're not being taxed. Like we don't we don't mm-hmm. charge extra for the different like you know we got Starbucks, we got alpha car we got fumari different brands a lot of hookah lounges charge you based off the brand mm-hmm. so we're trying to create a whole hookah experience and provide that so i think if you once like depending on what like industry you're in that you're being a small business owner or being a black business owner or whatever you have to understand your market and you have to understand the price points in those markets and then see where you can be competitive at And so, like, honestly, like, I would, like, advise individuals to kind of, like, look online at, like, microeconomics or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you can look at, like, different videos that, like, it would probably take you an hour a day or a week or whatever. And you can start understanding, like, price points and things of that nature. And as you do that, then you can start understanding your target audience and target market. And so if someone's, like, if if you're outpriced that market, but you got a clientele in that market, then you know that you're onto a right path in a sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he hit it all on the head. Like I'm not gonna like say too much after that, but it really comes down to like you have to know your worth. You have to study your market and your industry and know the pricing and set it accordingly. Don't set it lower because you a black owned yep. business, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, yeah, you you would like to provide whatever product or service to your community first, but you shouldn't be so short-sighted to say those are the only people you're going to deal with. Right. So then if you start going into other communities and you price so low, then they will take advantage of you mm-hmm. so that they can over-leverage you. They might, like, if you selling a product, they might put in a big old order so that they can tip you over. You ain't got the cat. Like, it's a lot of games that people play, so you have to set your pricing. Like, so with us having the hookah lounge and even, like, with the Play Cafe, it's, it's very basic. Like, ain't too much deviating you could do off of prices, but... Like me being a CPA, so if I'm offering services, normally it's a flat, this is how much I cost an hour. Mm-hmm. And then and I present that to everybody. If you my guy or if or if you got referred to me from Joe Schmo 
And then I'll feel the energy and say, okay, are they really trying to work with me? Because I know, like, as a small business owner, like, it's it's hard out here. So some people might not have it, but they really, like, need your assistance. So I'm like, okay, I'll gauge it that way, but you should definitely check your, your marketing, your industry, and set it according to the whole thing, not just as being black-owned, because you will shortchange yourself, and people yeah. will take advantage of that. And you got to work on, like, relationships, too, yep. because, yeah. like, a perfect example is, like, Dre, like, just keeping it 100, like, me and Dre, like, since we met, we've been we've been meeting, we've been texting, right. we've been getting <laughs> deals done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for for us, you know what I'm saying, it's beneficial for us. It's good for business. But we also, that's okay for us to offer a reward. You come in and like, bro, all right, yo, hook on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so you have to understand when you can do that or not. Perfect example, Brandy. Like, I knew we were coming on the podcast. Like, that's a blessing for us. I'm not going to harass you over over a hookah. Like, it might, somebody might take it and run with it. Somebody might accept it and think it's a kind gesture. But you have to understand those, like, different situations when you're doing business where there's times where it's okay to provide a good deed of service. And then there's times where you can discount and work with people in a sense because at the end of the day, like, the goal is for long-term business a lot of people yep. get in and they only think short term and then before they know it you know they're not in business anymore so you got to just understand it's so subjective based off the situation in person in a sense but some people have good hearts and it's easy to do business with them easy to talk with them some people are literally trying to finesse you they they count how many times they come in they they add <laughs> it you know what i'm saying like we did not we know me listen we didn't have that happen like literally yeah like people like trying to like and people start to feel like you can't be in business without them. Like, like they're pushing your business yeah. and stuff. But yeah. you gotta like, you know, them, those are the growing pay, the growing pains in the beginning stages that people deal with. Now, luckily for us, like we're able to like think past it. We hear it and then we just divert and move on from it. But these are just things that you deal with in our culture where it's the hookup culture, yeah. but in the business yeah. standpoint, in a sense. So, you know, once you firm, if you're confident in what you're offering and you can articulate it in a way, then most people know, okay, this ain't somebody I can finesse and get over in a yeah. sense. Right. That's definitely it. Like staying there at your price point. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, like when I did the brunch, the it's a brunch, is having that set. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because people are going to say what they want to say, but you want to pay for food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it was kind of like, at first it was kind of like, ah, that might be too high. And then you start to see the orders roll and it's like, no, this is a good price point. Yeah. Because you go somewhere else and like you said, people pay whatever for trash food that, you know what I'm saying, that they think is good. It's pretty. Yeah, you know what I mean? But then when I provide you an actual nice service and event, but like I said, it's a little extra because I have to run out this space. Yep. I'm bringing in my own personal chef to come here and cook for everybody and provide, you know what I mean? So it's not a restaurant. This is me providing a whole brunch experience for you plus a dj and everything else so it's gonna be a little bit more expensive but yeah. you gotta think about it you're not just paying for food you're paying for the experience, experience. exactly mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't get that it's kind of like because they don't do events or stuff like that they just kind of like man why, why the chicken and waffles 25 dollars yeah. well you know what i'm saying i still have to pay for the venue i have to pay the chef i have to pay this person but you're gonna be full you're gonna be happy and you're gonna have a good time right. so um i was gonna say to your to your point kim i know and going with the things that we do um i've learned to charge a consult fee because people want and my dad taught me Mm -hmm. this because he's Mm -hmm. he has an hvac company people will call you to get your price to compare Mm -hmm. to others Mm -hmm. so 
charge charge a service you know a consultation fee he he charges a service call when he goes out to look at air conditions you're going to pay him 75 dollars for the trip mm-hmm, flat out mm-hmm. um and i've learned to do that with the podcast because it's the hot thing right now and if people don't want to take the time because i'm self-taught at this point yep. and it's like if you don't want to take the time to teach yourself you're gonna pay me to come out that's my gas that's and it takes to go through everything that i go through it's about four or five hours so i'm i'm gonna charge whether yeah. you go with my services continuously you're gonna pay me up front so i was gonna say to you like maybe that's something that you can consider because she probably took whatever you gave her and either Ran used it for it. something that she's trying to do herself mm-hmm. or she used it compare prices with somebody else right. mm-hmm. but you left that conversation with nothing right. other than giving away free knowledge which can be a good thing based on the relationship Being you may t- be yeah. trying to build with people yeah. but like you said, it just goes back to not shortchanging yourself. Um, my next, or you was about to say something. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree with just in the sense of like business relationships. And that could even be like friends or like you said, family too, Brandon, that you go into business with. Cause like for me, if I know that my friend is an entrepreneur, I'm going to respect their business. And I'm not going into that expecting anything free, anything discounted. Like, my best friend is a hairstylist. She does my hair. I work at a salon, and I can get free services there. I don't because that's – I go to her, and I pay up front every single time because I respect her craft. I respect her business, and I've been going to her for five years. I've been at my job for a year. You know what I mean? Like, I could walk in there tomorrow at my own job and say, hey, I want to change my hair color. They'll do it for free. Um and even the free services I get done at my job, I still tip whoever's doing it because they don't want full price from me. And that's their decision to make. Mm-hmm. But for me, I let them know I want to give you something for taking your time and taking your product and, you know, using it on me, whatever. Um, but I think, too, like it's it's a very fine line. And I I agree again, Justin, when it's like people come in and they're like, I mean, we see this all the time with the um, um, the club business that we're in. All the time people come in, well, I've got, you know, I got this person and this person with me. Why can't we do this, this, and this? We're already, sometimes we've already cut them a deal, like you mm-hmm. said, and they don't know that. Mm-hmm. We've already we've already set the bar low enough because you should be paying an additional 200 yeah. mm-hmm. But it's already down here. But come on, you can't knock $50 off? No, I can't. I'm sorry. Right. And like you said, Brandy, I would rather watch you go somewhere else and have somebody that's going to pay. And I've done that with my fitness business. I have somebody that comes in and goes, oh, I can't, I can't continue. Would you mind holding my spot? No. I'm not trying to be funny, but that spot's going to get filled in the next week. Yeah. And I'm not going to hold your spot. I, you can hit me up in X amount of time. We'll see if that person's still there. But it really is about setting the bar for your own self. And people don't realize that it takes money to make money in this industry. Mm-hmm. And people expect a check like that because like mm-hmm. that, they're used to that corporate lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, I get paid consistently every two weeks. Why can't we do that here? Because like you said, Dre... I'm putting my own money into this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm not going to make, I'm not going to break even or I'm not even going to make profit. Yeah. 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 You, that rarely happens. And like you said, like y'all growing up having that hustler's mindset, I was kind of on the same thing. Like I've never been a going to sit down like nine to five type of person. I haven't. A lot of people do that for security. And for nice. me, I'm getting a business degree for security. I am. That is strictly why I'm in school. And that's, that sucks. But I'm in school to get a business degree for security because People don't understand that entrepreneurship, it takes time, it takes money, it takes your efforts. Like you said, it takes you four or five hours to do those things. People think it's done like that. They expect your turnaround time to be done in two days. Am I going to get that back in two days? No, because I got XX, you know, all this other stuff that I got to take care of. Same thing with my um, cousin. She has a photography business. She, editing, it takes her like Mm -hmm. six hours to edit one gallery. 
because she's an all-image gallery. Like, so, so if she takes the 300 photos, she doesn't take that much. But if you take 300 photos, you get those 300 photos. Yeah. And people expect, oh, well, I mean, we had a, a mini session with you last year. Or we had a mini session with you last month. It doesn't matter. Like, you're, those prices are going to remain the same. And, again, it's up to you as the entrepreneur to be like, okay, I'll discount this, I'll do that. But that should never be expected, nah. like, ever. That in family, friends, I don't care who it is. <laughs> if they support you, they support you. Yeah, like, right, and yeah. I, I tweeted this today. A little support goes a long way. That's as simple as posting a flyer. Yeah. That you have availability. Yeah, you have true. this open. That's as simple as liking your photo. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. commenting, oh, good <laughs> job. Sure. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to. You, it doesn't need to be this grand gesture of you on the street promoting my business. Show me that you give a shit, you know, yeah, about yeah. what I'm doing and what I put my time and my effort into. And it's as simple as that. But I question people don't y'all. understand that. We kind of talked about it on uh, That's Why We Single podcast. Because I'm an advocate for, like, I would rather someone, like, promote my business or, like, help me in another way rather than being, like, a one-time buyer. Mm-hmm. So, like... What do y'all? What's y'all thoughts on that? Like, you know, would you rather someone just like come in one time, like buy something, or like I'd rather them just like you know throw my flyer out there, like or tell somebody about my spot rather than just coming in like oh I went there once. You want people to be you. You want consist. You want people to come consistently because like if they just come once, then and if everyone only came once, in theory, you wouldn't probably business. You would have to count on new people every day, every time. all day. Mm-hmm. You want to build. You want to build those relationships and. A lot of that is just based off customer service and like yeah. the experience that the person comes. And for us, honestly, um, we've been getting a lot of um, traffic from competitors because we're personable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the support and advertisement is them coming more than once because they most people telling somebody they on their phone, they going on Snapchat, they, mm-hmm. you know, going live while they're there, or while they're at your gala or an event, or if you're doing your fitness class or whatever, like. You know, you want people to consistently see you and mm-hmm. see the business, and then that gets the word. That's that gets the word to the that's masses great. in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would say like to your question, I would take the you plugging it or word of mouth or something like that over you being a one time like mm-hmm. participant. And I think a lot of times, or what I've encountered is like the close friends, family. Like that's what they do. They just come once exactly. and be like, "All right, yep. bro, I showed my face. Like there. we Gucci yep. now, right?" Yep. Exactly. And it's like, "All right, Great yeah, thanks for coming out." But I mean, it's a little bit deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would prefer for you to, even if you only came once and you just see the vibe and be like, "Hey, bro, like I know somebody like yeah. that that mm-hmm. I can link you up with for this." Mm-hmm. Or like if we're talking just on some conversation and then you'd be like, "Oh man, I know somebody that can do that or do that." Like make the connections you know what i'm saying like help build a network because that's how you thrive as a small mm-hmm. business like yes it's the relationships with the customers so they become repeat mm-hmm. but you have to have relationships with people who are in marketing events mm-hmm. like media or like advertising like all of these different segments that you probably don't have the expertise or time to to dedicate to mm-hmm. so yeah i'm taking the plug over the the one-time love mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that too um my next question for you guys, because I'm struggling right now. So this is tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if you didn't notice, <laughs> um, balance. Like, is that an illusion? Like, I'm starting to believe that it's an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's it's false. Like, and I think you also made a point about like getting a check cut when you first get in bit. Like, 
man, listen, social media is selling dreams. Like they going on there and they saying, oh, I just opened my business. And then the next week you see them in like a leased BMW or something like that's That's not <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> For real. Like it's just not how it goes. Yeah. Like when you start in a business, you got to have about triple what you thought you was going to spend because mm-hmm. you're going to spend a lot. You're going to have some blind spots about stuff that you didn't mm-hmm. think about. Right. And then you're going to work double the hours that you thought you was going to work. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I remember when we was working out the hours, like when we would be open, at first we was going to be open at like 3 o'clock during the week. And I'm like, nah, that ain't the move. Like, right. we still got full-time jobs, jobs and other endeavors. So... I mean, you just, you got to know that you're going to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. and it's yeah. all false. Like you're not, you honestly not going to have balance. Like yeah. it, your, your dedication is going to be to the job, and, but you have to have a plan though. Yeah. Cause if you don't, then you'll, it'll be three years down the line and you still be doing the same type of hours. And then your kids mm-hmm. don't know you and your girl mm-hmm. trying to leave you cause mm-hmm. she, she don't know you mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, Sick of shit. You ain't never home. Yeah. For real. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's some money. Real, those are but, real conversations yeah. that happen. Um, so yeah, it just has to be a vision to it to say, all right, listen, I might have to work a hundred hours a week. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for three, six months, mm-hmm. like however you, but it has to be planned out or you're going to get sucked up. I would agree with everything Brandon said. Um, right now we both probably work about a hundred and he might work more cause he has another business, but about a hundred, 110 hours a week. Um, I mean, working corporate, I work about 45, 50 hours there. Um, with us being in business together, um, you know, the communication is always good. Like you have to have communication. Like you got to be able to communicate with whoever, whether it's your significant other, spouse, business partner, whoever. So we're able to work through scheduling. Like if it could be a, in theory a scheduling conflict or like you know I got to come in two hours later, you got to come in two hours later. Like you got to have that in a sense. But if you want something out of life, like you got to work for it. And a lot of people they want the short term success just to post about it, but they're not really grinding at it. You know, like yeah. when you see like athletes and artists, the I mean the successful ones when they say they you know working you know three to three, you know they working fifteen sixteen hours a day. Like um, I respect it because being a business owner and working in corporate America, like that's my life in a sense. You know yeah. and. You know, that, those short-term, um, you know, and sweat equity, as you want to call it, should net some long-term dividends. And, like, if people have that mindset and have the right energy and attitude about it, then, you know, your probability of being successful is going to be greater in a sense. I think it has to be a, a passion for you, too. Like, Thanks. whatever you're doing, Thanks. you have to have true drive for it because if you don't, that's just going to give you excuses in your own mind as to why it should fall off. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I mean, I didn't get it this month, so maybe next month. Like, no, you're like, I didn't get it today, so I got to figure out tomorrow what I did wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to have drive and you got to have passion for it because if you don't, it's it'll fall off. And I've noticed even with between styling and fitness, my styling was taking over and then my fitness started to take over. And now that's what, what I'm more into now mm-hmm. because for me personally, I have – I think both of them are passions for me, but right now, schedule-wise, and like you said, there's no balance. So schedule-wise for me, what's working for me is my fitness because i got to be there three times a week anyway. Mm -hmm. So when I'm training people three times a week, it's not taking extra time out of me and making me exhausted to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore because Mm -hmm. now I'm exhausted by it and it's irritating. So for the styling, I have to put extra time into that. I have to find time on a weeknight or a weekday, you know, in between school and work. Like, I work multiple jobs. Like, I literally have five different jobs. I'm in I'm in night classes. If I have to pick up styling, okay, now I got to pick up styling on a weeknight when I really just want to be home and, you know, like, after this long week. So I've gotten to a point, I'm a very planned out person, 
But I've gotten to a point when it comes to stuff like that, spontaneous is working better for me in the sense of when I plan things out like that, it never goes it never goes how I want it to go. Like ever. Like it's it's way better for me to have those spontaneous things, especially when it comes to like fun things. I'm not planning I'm don't ask me to go nowhere a week in advance. I'm not gonna tell you yes or no. You ask me today, like, oh you trying to you trying to get dinner? Yep. I'm there. Yep. Because it's easy for me, and like, and I can be in that mindset of I'm not exhausted from working 40, 50 hours a week, and I already said yes to this, and now mm-hmm. I got to go to it and not give my full energy into yeah, it. That's real. Because that's where you jack up too. Now you're sitting in here and you're like, well, I really don't want to. I'm just here because I already said yes. Yeah, I promised you know her I mean? a week ago. <laughs> yeah, like I already said yes. Like I already agreed to this. Like, so for me, when it comes to like, especially a lot of pleasurable things, I'm not planning those things out because. As an entrepreneur, too, those business things need to come first, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the event space, for me, it is, I take my time off. I ain't going to hold you. So I'd be like, like today when you asked me, was I doing anything else for you? Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Just because I just need that space. I know how I am. I get irritable. And I start doing multiple events. Like, I usually do pretty big events at that. Like, you know, I do the homecoming for Toledo. So, like. I'm doing that pretty much once January starts, I'm planning that out. So, you know what I mean? I got to figure out all these different intricate parts where people staying, what's going on this day, what's going on this day to where by the time it comes, I'm almost burnt out because again, you got those people, Hey Dre, uh, we coming up, man. Where you, where you staying at? What you need? Bruh, it's all right there on the freaking, like, all you gotta do is go to the page. <laughs> like, I have a whole web, Open my page. I have a whole website. Like just go to the website. So like by the time that's over with, my my partner already know. He like, I know I ain't finna talk to you for like two weeks. Nope, yeah, you're not. No. Leave me alone. <laughs> so like that's my balance. Like I said, plus work. I'm I'm going to work every day from eight to five. So it's like I need that time to be like, look, leave me alone, let me rest, let me get my mind back right. So then when I get back, I'm back passionate and excited to do the next right. event rather than being like, All right, man, here we go. What what y'all wanna do? You right. know what I'm saying? So for me, I need that time off. I need a vacation. I need to take a trip. I, I can't just do boom, 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 boom. It's necessary for your mental, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mental oh, yeah, because I cut real. somebody out. I'm like, look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me right now. I lose everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what advice would you give people who are considering entrepreneurship? Um, Be prepared to hear no. I mean, honestly, I didn't heard it a thousand times about a thousand different things from trying to get a venue to, you know what I mean, just trying to work with somebody. Uh, just understand that also it's a do-it-yourself. It's another way. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you learn on your own. I learned all this on my own. I didn't have nobody to teach me how to do anything, make my own flyers, do my own photography. Like, I can partly DJ, like, I just been learning all these other pieces, you know, I have a degree in marketing. So for me, it's like, I understand how it all works. So as I say, just learn every intricate part. You don't have to be a master at it, but learn it to where it's good enough to where if you do need to step in and fill that void at, at times, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's for me. Cause I said, you don't want to pay everybody cause ooh, it get expensive. I would say, um, if you go in business with someone, um, I'm speaking on that point because me and my brother are in business together. You got to be okay with like kind of understanding roles and responsibilities. You also have to be okay with like 
being submissive at time. And I use that term like openly because there's gonna there's gonna be moments where there's a lot of situations where my brother got to run and make that decision. There's there's situations where he busy handling something, then I can make that decision. But you got to stay in communication and you got to be okay with like, like there's going to be times where like maybe he closed 10 deals, maybe I closed two. I mean, but you can't look at it as competition. You got to look at it as a collective unit um, with continuity on one goal, one agenda. And so I think like that's something that a lot of people go into business with, but um, they don't understand like, you know, like, like how to um, have operation operational efficiencies in a sense and how to like delegate things like there's times where like and it could come all rude like he could be like all right bro fill these three hookahs dude like but it's 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 all in the right mindset and i'm not saying he comes off rude because he doesn't but i'm just saying like when you're operating a business and it's fast paced and you busy then you got to be able to think on the fly and be okay with like taking order be okay with communicating in a way that's effective and efficiently and i think if if you can do that, then you can definitely be successful. And also just understanding like funding, like, and I say funding as in like, you might not, t- you might not touch no money for a year, for two years, but having that discipline or whatever, in a sense. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Definitely on the roles and responsibilities. Um, when you go into business with somebody else, cause the last thing you want messing up the situation is your ego. Um, the other thing I'll say is, you have to understand like the business behind what you're doing. Like it's good. Like you should definitely be passionate about whatever you're doing, but if you don't understand the business behind it, how to properly set the business up, how to do your taxes properly, how to do all of the the things that every business has to do, like you'll lose out and you might have the best product out here, but you forgot to pay your taxes. So now you owe, you know, 10, 20 grand or your little like, shoddy ass accountant said that you can deduct everything and now you're getting audited and you can't like piece it together so you have to understand the the business side of it like i think we just we miss out on that we love the glory of saying like oh we open our own business da 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 but if you don't understand the business if you don't have a business plan you don't have a SWOT analysis you don't have a, a financial like layout of okay first six months this this is what the numbers that i need to do in order to cover my overhead or whatever the case is like you're gonna be out here potentially just in in a lost land um so yeah you just have to you have to have that in order operate as if you are a conglomerate like from day one don't try and say oh i could just do this on the back of a piece of paper and then one day i'll I'll get it on my computer and then one day I'll get it to this level and this level. Like you're not going to be able to catch up because so much other stuff is going to take your attention. Um, I would say, like I said, have a passion for it and be organized. Organization is a big thing. Kind of going back to like how you said, like knowing the systems and stuff, like have filing systems, have something that's going to help you understand where things are. Because once you start losing things and shit gets out of whack, it's gonna throw your business off of whack, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna be up there. Um, there was another point I had. Um, I don't remember what it is now. Um, I don't know, y'all. I got I got a bad memory. <laughs> uh, definitely to your point, organization and processes um, need to be in place. I think it just overall makes everything easier on you, on your staff. Um, on your customers if you have a smooth running business 
customer service. I can't mm. stress that enough. Mm. Um, I've experienced a lot of people who are out here with businesses or claiming to have a business, and the customer service is shitty, to say the least. Um, you have to treat people kind, especially if you want them to return. And like you said, it needs to be an experience, What, regardless of what it is. Like, your customer service has to be exceptional. So if you're not a people person and you don't like to talk to people or whatever the case, get somebody to do it for you. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, customer service has to be really, really, really... High priority. High priority. Yes. Um. Yeah, because I, I won't return. You won't, get, <laughs> you won't get my money. You won't get nothing from me. So, yeah. Um, I remember what it is, y'all. I'm back. Um, <laughs> I've ever, this happens to me all the time. I have a really bad memory, like if I just go on a spiral. If I don't say people are always like, don't interrupt me. I'm like, if I don't say it now, it's not going to come out. Anyway, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's, mm -hmm. that's big key because everybody goes into entrepreneurship thinking, I got it. I can do it by myself. It's fine. Not necessarily. Um, and that could even become like from like a business partner. Like they may like it's even how we were talking about partnerships in marriage. You can have partnerships in business like they're going to bring something that you can't and vice versa. Um, so like don't be afraid to ask for help. And sometimes you find your passions out of people. Not necessarily I don't want to use the word helping, but kind of explaining their craft to you. And then, you know, something may come across your mind because the reason I got into fitness is my dad's a power lifter. So for me, it was something I saw growing up. And seeing him passionate about it and seeing how, like, it was something that he loved. And then, for me, it became something that helped my mental. Because when you're working out, like, it releases the same endorphins as drugs. Mm -hmm. um, so, it really is a mental release. Like, even Darielle that's on our show, like, she would come to the workout sometimes upset and she'd leave way better. And like you said, customer service and relationships. Like, my clients, not even on purpose, have become the closest people to me right now because I see them three times a week. We have good conversation. They love being there. Like, we we make it an experience. You know, I don't just come in and I'm like, all right, squat five times. And then just don't talk to them while they do it. You know what I mean? I don't do get that. Get lower. Like, get low. <laughs> You're not doing it right. Get out. I don't do that. Like, we clown. We talk about everything. We talk about personal things. Like, one of my friends, um, Kenya, shout out to her. She does her own little graphic designing at Love KV. L-U-V. It's fine. Um, she... <laughs> like had made a post the other day I want to say maybe, maybe a few weeks ago and it made me feel good because they were talking about on a show she was watching how her their trainer is also like a therapist for them and she was like yeah Kim does that every every time I'm in there like it's the same thing like you get your physical health and you get your mental health not even on purpose but because it's an experience you know what I mean and like you said that has to be natural for you you can't go in there like I'm not a people person but I'm gonna talk to them about cheese today like no you gotta <laughs> let you gotta let stuff just flow naturally and like your business will thrive if you do. You know what I mean? If you if you are passionate about it, it will show. If you're just kind of like, well, I got to make a check. I got to make money. I got to do this. That's going to show. Yeah. When it comes out in customer service or however it comes out, you know. So I'm going to take my non-memory having ass on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, again, please let everybody know where they can find you. Whatever information you want to give, social media handles, addresses, phone numbers, Dre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, you can find me on IG, Dre, D-R-A, period, Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N. Um, that's why we're single podcast. You can search for that. Um, I'm on there as well. Um, I don't really have much going on for the rest of the year. 
but I do have a birthday party coming up in January. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and that's it for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you could, uh, you could find me on IG at B the letter B underscore pity. That's P I T T E E. Uh, higher hookah lounge is at higher hookah, higher spell H Y E R. And then hookah H O O K A H. Um, 1020 North 4th Street. Uh, we got some events coming up. The um, It's a few boxing uh, title fights coming on in the next few weeks. We'll have the OSU game. We got our uh, New Year's Eve party. So, yeah, follow us on IG. Get all those updates. You can follow me at the Winter Soldier underscore 17. <laughs> <laughs> on IG um, as well as the Higher Hookah Lounge we also have a Facebook page as well uh, we post our events um, we look forward to just having everyone come come have a good time enjoy yourself um, you can watch OSU games you can watch Monday Night Football Thursday Night Football Sunday Night Football we have <laughs> NBA games on um, just a, we just we just want to offer a space and opportunity for you to come and just enjoy yourself um, so we hope to see you all out soon. Thank you guys again for coming. To our listeners, please do not forget to listen, rate, and review. You can send your questions to at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is takecontrolpod. Our Instagram is takecontrolpodcast. And our Facebook group is takecontrolpodcast. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Yes, we will. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>